You ready? Let's get this ball rolling. Make it happen. Make it so. Welcome back to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill. Make sure you check out all of our past episodes on thewatchlistpod.com. Make sure you engage with us on social media at symbol the watchlist pod or engage with us individually at symbol pirate Alice at symbol Bill Ivory Larson and pretty please with sugar on top. Hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. And if you listen on Apple podcasts, please give us a nice five star review to appease the algorithm. God. So one day we can actually get paid for watching crap. Yeah, please. Yeah. Even though this week I I only watched one crappy thing. I have chosen to tell you about one really, really incredibly crappy thing. So you please, please, please don't watch it. <laughs> okay. I, I so, feel we really need to warn people away from this piece of trash. Well, if it's the same piece of shit that, that I watched, then yes, we could double down on that. But let's okay. see. How many things you got this week? I have three. And I got four. So you so, go first. All right. Should I start with the crappy thing and then end on a high note? I think that's a good idea. All right. So the crappy thing that I watched is How I Met Your Father. Oh, why did you watch that? So I watched it because I was a huge, huge fan of How I Met Your Mother. As was I. From 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 Jump Street. I love that show. And and I don't know what it was about it. It, whether it was the time or how old I was, it was perfect. You know, the characters were great. Even though Barney is the most lecherous thing on TV, he at least had a charm to him. The actors were great. So I figured, you know what? I'm going to give How I Met Your Father a chance. I wasn't and, willing to. And you made the correct choice. So yeah. this airs exclusively on Hulu, by the way. And being such a fan, I figured I'm going to go into this guns blazing and and it's terrible. It's really god awful. And it's down there with uh, Call Me Cat. Oh, wow. That is bad. And and the, the show stars Hillary Duff as the the main character who will eventually meet and marry the father. Mm -hmm. Now, unlike the original show, where an older version of the main character, Ted, who was just in like aging makeup, was talking to his kids. Uh, Kim Cattrall. Well, Bob Saget did the older Ted when he was talking to the kids. It no. was his voice. It was, it was his, his voice. voice. It was yeah, his that's what voice. I'm saying. It was his voice. But when you saw him on camera, it was older Ted. So you actually see Kim Cattrall. Yes, you actually see Kim oh. Cattrall. And Kim Cattrall is talking to a computer screen. And the computer screen is their child. I so see. So you purposely can't see the child because then that would kind of give away who the eventual father would be. I see. So they got okay. an actual older actress to play older Hillary Duff. Well, this show 
is is the first thing they did they said well now that we're set in the 2020s we have to check off boxes for different characters okay we have to have uh we have to have an interracial relationship check we have to have an asian person check uh, we have to have a gay character check we have to have ethnically ambiguous characters check and i feel like they just went down that list and cast based on that and of course the lead is a white blonde girl yes yes that's exactly right the lead the lead will will be the white blonde girl so all of her friends are this, uh, you know, they're their circle. And I know that they did that to combat how especially 90s and early 2000s sitcoms were very white. You know, Friends, How I Met Your Mother, the whole bit. You mm-hmm. know, I get why they did it. But it just seemed, it, it, again, it's just one of those instances, I think, of, of well, pandering to an extent. Yeah. And I'm not taking anything away from from any actor of color or any orientation. I'm not I'm not doing that at all. But when you can blatantly smell that on a show, that's when I think I have a problem with it. Yeah. Well, well any hoozy, it's not even that. It's the fact that the jokes are so bad <laughs> and they add the laugh track to it as well. As in, you're supposed to laugh here, folks. And and even the laugh track sounds stale. No. Oh. So I, 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 I text our friend Terry. Shout out to Terry. What's up, Terry? Hey, Terry. Who is a bigger How I Met Your Mother fan than I am. Mm-hmm. And I said, I need you to watch this to tell me if I'm wrong. Because I'm very willing to do that because, you know, we watch so much crap. I, you know, it's easy to become very jaded. Yeah. Yeah. Where everything's of, just fucking crap. And everything is just crap. Yeah. And, and she watched it and said, why? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, why do they insist on the laugh track? And, and so she agreed with me that it is just, it, it is a bad show mm. that tries very hard and it, and it tries way too hard to recapture what was in part casting, in part writing, but just a time when that show came out. The coolest thing that happens in this episode is that one of the characters lives in Marshall and Lily's old apartment. The one in uh, Dowsey Trepla? Uh, no, not uh, no, not that one. The okay. one where they lived with Ted for a while. Oh, with and the, with Ted's, the swords. Uh, oh, okay, Ted's yeah, yeah, yeah. apartment, or Ted was living with Ted, Ted was living there for a while. Well, anyway, it was Marshall. Okay, so that no, 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 it was Marshall and Ted's apartment. Right, and then Lily, and then Lily moved Lily in. Moved right or right. In. Okay. Right. So they got married, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And they yes. and they come back to the apartment and said, yeah, they even left the swords. And that's a cool little Easter egg, and I get that. But if that's the only thing that you have to make me go, aw, your show is crap. Yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure it is just on Hulu, but that's probably why they didn't even get a network slot for this. You know, that that makes sense. And so I, I'm not even willing to give it another few episodes to see if it gets better. Yeah, because it doesn't sound worth it at all. 
No, because you you'll know when you watch a pilot episode if you're in it or not. Yeah, you, and you if really it has will. potential to continue and maybe get better. Right, and I've got another one of those shows coming up. But mm-hmm. How I Met Your Father on Hulu, starring Hilary Duff. Bleh. Bleh. N- yeah. All right. All right. Well, mine is also bleh, obviously, because okay. I mentioned this earlier. This is a movie on Netflix. It's the latest, greatest thing starring Alyssa Milano called Brazen. Ooh. It is uh, based on a book by Nora Roberts called Brazen Virtue. And Alyssa Milano stars as a mystery writer named Grace, who uh, she gets a call from her sister that that she needs help. So she drops everything on her book signing tour to go fly directly to her sister to help her. Apparently there's an estranged relationship with the sister and we see all that playing out. But when you boil it down to everything, there's some uh, company that is streaming dominatrixes. Dominatrixi? Dominatri? I don't know. However that plural would be. Dominatrix. And there's these girls are streaming and there becomes a string of murders of these girls from the same one company and Alyssa Milano's sister just happens to be one of them on the side to earn money to fight her to get fight for her custody of her son because she's getting divorced from this uber rich guy. Okay. And the sister's murdered. And of course, the police let the mystery writer join in on the investigation because that happens. Of course, the neighbor guy is a hunky detective. And within three minutes of meeting each other, they are like lovey-dovey in love. Of course, he tries to protect the mystery writer by pushing her away so she doesn't get involved in the investigation. But of course, his boss says, oh, we're going to let this writer, who we've never met before, but we've read all of her books, join the investigation and then put herself up as bait. This is the worst thing ever, and that hunky detective is the same actor that is in every fucking Hallmark movie. (laughs) So this feels like an absolutely shitty Hallmark movie. As opposed to the Oscar-winning Hallmark movies that are out there? Sorry, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) This is not worth your time. I lost brain cells from watching this piece of absolute garbage. I I just get tired of the trope where this person who should never be allowed into an investigation, whether it is a family member, a writer, Whoever. Oh, and it's the writer of a family. Yeah, like her family member is the one who was murdered and she is a writer. So you got twice as much now. Right. It, you know, that person should be being kept away from everything and then arrested if they continue. For hamper, you know. For hindering an investigation. investigation. Right, right. Yes, exactly. Oh, this oh is it so sounds bad. terrible. I mean, sure, I get that mystery writers will have a consultant, a cop that they'll talk to for, you know, procedural things to make it sound more realistic. But 
how many mystery writers actually work with the police? I really want to know. Is this a thing or is it made up Hollywood shit? Because it really feels like made up Hollywood shit to me. But that was the whole thing about the about the the TV show Castle. Remember Castle? Yeah. You know, like, why is dude's character allowed to tag along on all these cases? Well, that's stupid. But it lasted (laughs) for years and years and years on TV. I know. Well, and well. No, brazen. No, don't even look. Don't, don't even. Don't. Just don't. I don't care how much you love Alyssa Milano. Follow her on fucking Instagram and look at her all you want. This is awful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. So the second show I've got, it's actually called Pivoting. Mm-hmm. And Pivoting is on Fox. And it stars Jennifer Goodwin, Maggie Q, and Eliza Coop. Okay. And it's set in Long Island, New York, and it's about three women and their very close childhood friends. And they had a fourth member of the group who who died. And then after the death of that person, they start wondering the meaning of life and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they're going through... Sometimes dramatic shit, sometimes funny shit, you know, the whole bit. And one of them, the one played by Eliza Coop, is the world's worst mother. Like, she avoids being with her children. Wow. Although in the episode, in the pilot episode, at least she realizes that and comes back because you realize because I think they realized, wow, we're making this a really unlikable character. <laughs> How old are these kids of hers? Uh, the the kids themselves are probably like six or seven. Oh, so they're kids. They're kids. They're well, kids. She's kids. not an old actress either. So no, yeah, she's not. Have to be but kids. but okay. appropriate aged. Okay. Okay. You know, and and uh, what I what I liked about this show is the chemistry with the actors. I thought they had a good chemistry. The show itself was okay. You know, Maggie Q plays this doctor who has a a midlife crisis of, do I really want to be a doctor? Mm-hmm. And then she applies to actually be a bagger in a grocery store. Because <laughs> she can live her doctor life and have all her doctor things on a grocery store bagger income. Well, we haven't even gotten to that point oh, yet. Oh, gosh. Okay. And then Jennifer Goodwin plays, and and she's not even overweight, but she's going to this gym and she's, you know, smitten with her gym instructor. Mm -hmm. So she's trying to fit into these skinny jeans. So there's this whole scene about her trying to fit into skinny jeans and all that. I just don't buy Jennifer Goodwin having trouble fitting into skinny jeans. I Well, it it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Why I will give this a second episode is because I would like to see the writing get better. And okay. I will give it a second episode. It's not the greatest thing on TV. I'm, I'm just mm-hmm. going to say that now. But I think it's got an audience for, for people of that age. And I would say, you know, maybe 10 years younger than me. And I'm 51. So like 40-ish people, especially women, who 
you know, maybe going through a midlife crisis and all that. It's kind of like the bold type. It reminded me of the bold type. Okay. But But, older. But wait, yeah, but 20 years older than the women on the bold type. Hmm. Okay. So is it, is it great? No, but is it trash? Not really. Huh. So pivoting on Fox and, and give it a shot. If you, if you don't like it, okay. If you do like it, great. But anyway, it, it's my middle of the, middle of the road thing this week. How, how long are the episodes? Half an hour? Half hour. Oh, see, you, uh, a half an hour I would be willing to spend to see if I want to yeah. watch. It's half an hour. Yeah, you know. the brazen is way longer than half an hour, so stay away from it. Well, and How I Met Your Father is half an hour, and please, mm. you could puke up something better than that. Oh, man. Yeah. Ooh. All right. What you got next? The next thing I have is Being the Ricardos. Which is Ooh. on Amazon Prime. It's the biographical drama uh, written and directed by Aaron Sorkin about I lo- uh, Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz and their relationship. And Lucille Ball is played by Nicole Kidman. And uh, Desi Arnaz is played by Javier Bardem. And then they have uh, J.K. Simmons, uh, Tony Hale. Some other folks are in it as like their staff and writers. <laughs> and the uh, uh, Fred and Ethel from I Love Lucy uh-huh. as those characters. And then they also have um, some different people who are actors pretending to be these people. And like kind of flashbacks telling the story of lucy and desi and and all their things and it kind of circles around one episode that they're making but then there are a bunch of flashes all over the place in the timeline um from when they met to uh different parts that at first i was not picking up on that and following along i'm like wait wait a minute what what's going on here and i i started googling things looking it up because I was kind of lost in the timeline when I realized to be, before I checked, okay, this happened in the 40s and this episode happens here. So, okay, they're jumping around. Yeah. It took me a while to, to pick up on all that because I was very lost for just a hot minute there. But overall, I, I really think Nicole Kidman did a great job as uh, Lucille Ball. Yeah. Javier Bardem does a good job as uh, Desi Arnaz. However, he just doesn't look the part. Something about him just, he seems, I don't like the physicality of him just doesn't seem Desi Arnazzi to me, mm. uh, for lack of a better word. I love Javier Bardem. He is amazing. And yes, very much so. Hunky and everything, but he's just not Desi Arnaz to me. I yeah, I I struggled and I I haven't seen it. So you're recommending mm-hmm. this? I would rec. Yes, if you're interested in any way in you know Lucille Ball and her life and her life with Desi Arnaz and the making of the show because I remember watching that show all the time as a kid. Oh, so did you know, I. It was like on all the time when I yeah. was a kid. Like every time you turn around, hey, it's another episode, and I was had no problem sitting through it. And watching that show because it was funny, but uh, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I recommend it. I think it's a good good watch. It was, you know, it's only 131 minutes. Okay. So it's a movie, not a it's series. It's a movie. It is okay. not a series. It is a movie. Okay. You know, my problem, I think Lucille Ball is one of the first stars that I fired. And I and and I did that because long time ago I took the Warner Brothers tour mm-hmm. out in LA. And and a lot of that came from her own insecurity about how she acted on set, about how she was supposed to be the funniest person on the set. And at least the person leading us on this tour told a story of how one time there were these people laughing, you know, whether it was on the show or, or on the studio lot or whatever. And Lucille Ball said, I'm I am the funniest person here. You're fired. And they took that as a joke. Oh, no. She actually had that person fired for daring to try to be funnier than her. Hmm. And and Rick and Ricky and Desi Arnaz <laughs> cheated on her a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They meant this. They they go through some of that. Yes. You know, so I get that, you know, she's going through her own personal turmoil and, and so forth and so on. But it it tainted the show for me from that point on. And it is such a historic show, just the way they shot it, the way that they produced it. I mean, Desi Arnaz and Lucille Ball revolutionized the sitcom with that show. Mm -hmm. And I believe she was one of the first pregnant women on television where they actually wrote the pregnancy into the show instead of hiding that she was pregnant through the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And they they go over that in this movie as well. I mean, they were they were trailblazers when when all of this was happening. And Mm -hmm. there are episodes of that show that will live live on as well. They should because they are comic gold. Yeah. And because they filmed it on like a film versus videotape or something like that, which is why it's been preserved and was able to keep being aired and reused. Yeah. Because the quality they filmed it on or something it, they were something along those lines, they yeah. were so incredibly smart and and with it and created something for the ages i just can't watch them anymore so mm. i'm glad i'm glad you, it, it's a movie that i would really want to watch although my problem isn't javier bardem it's nicole kidman as oh, oh why Ball. you just don't buy her the way they've done her up mm-hmm. i i and her she i did not detect a trace of her accent anywhere in there because she really embodied Lucille Ball mm. for me in this show. They they got the good look and the hair and her speech and the like Lucille Ball had some kind of a some kind of an accent from somewhere. I, I don't know where she's originally from, but you, I can hear it. I can hear it in the way Nicole Kidman talks. I think she did a really good job. I totally bought her as Lucille Ball, which may be why I didn't quite buy Javier Bardem because she looked she looked really embodied, you uh, see, okay, versus yeah. Desi just and Javier just he wasn't I don't know, he just wasn't. But one of these days I might actually watch it. I think you should. If you've got that from uh, that tour of, of Lucille Ball and her behavior, 
uh, they do kind of allude to some of that difficulty working with her okay. in this. All right. And you get a little bit more of that. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that was, yeah. All right. Then I sure will. Yeah, I think I think you should. All right. All right. So the next film I've got is The Last Duel with Matt Damon, Adam Driver, and Jodie Comer. Oh, that one. Okay, how is that? So here's the story about this, right? Laura comes home, and she's home relatively early. And she says, you know what? I don't feel like watching just shitty TV tonight. Let's watch a movie. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. So we're we're going on to the voodoo to see what's available for rent, and we see The Last Duel. Okay. And The Last Duel is there for, you could rent it for five bucks. And just before I hit, okay, rent, she says, well, let's see what's on HBO Max. And sure enough, it's actually on HBO Max for free. Hey! So she saved us five bucks by doing that. So so the, the next two things that I have, this one and the next thing I'm going to talk about, are on HBO Max. And this is a long movie. So The Last Duel is two and a half hours, and I've got to tell you, that's a fucking good movie. So the whole story is Matt Damon plays a soldier, and he may or may not be the best husband to Jodie Comer, but he definitely loves her and all that stuff. And Adam Driver plays a friend like a war buddy and a, and a friend and, and Jodie Comer's character is raped, mm-hmm. but you don't know if she's raped or not because there are different points of view of how it happened. And the movie plays, it, it actually shows the same chain of events from three different points of view. Oh, Jodie from Jodie Comer's point of view, Matt Damon's point of view, and Adam Driver's point of view. Ben Affleck plays uh, royalty in this, and he's actually favoring Adam Driver because he, you know, Adam Driver does what he says he's going to do, and they're friends, and blah, blah, blah. So it comes down to fighting for Jodie Comer's honor. And so Matt Damon challenges Adam Driver to a duel to the death. And not only if Matt Damon loses, does he die, but they're going to kill Jodie Comer as well. Wait, you, you, so Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are in this? Yes. I don't know why I was getting lost between those two. Okay. And they're both producers on this movie, too. So the first thing that the first thing that impressed me. So let me get through the bad part first. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. The first 40 minutes of this is kind of dull. Mm. But that's only because you don't realize that you're really seeing uh, an entire story from three different points of view. Okay. But once you start seeing the different points of view and it's a much more holistic story you realize how brilliantly it's done and how brilliantly it's acted. And I have to tell you, they may not get any Academy Award nominations for for acting, but whoever set decorated, whoever was the cinematographer, costume designer, they should all get nominated because there is an attention to detail in this movie 
that if you pay attention to that kind of stuff, and I do, it's beautiful to look at just in terms of what life was like. And it kind of immerses you in that time. And, and it's, and it takes place in, in roughly the end of the dark ages where nothing good happens. I mean, seriously, <laughs> life is rough, particularly if you're a woman and, and sad to say, you know, yeah. but I got to say the last duel, very good. I remember seeing the commercials and trailers for that. Yeah. And it made their trailer made it look so confusing. Like, what the fuck is this even about? Yeah. You know, I can't even decide whether I want to see it or not because I just it's so ambiguous. Well, in that first 40 minutes, you realize why this movie bombed at the box office. Mm -hmm. Do the three American guys try to pretend to be British with like mm. fake British accents? No. OK, good. No, not at all. Okay, good. They 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 talk in sort of medieval type speak, I guess. But no, they don't try to put on fake British accents or anything like that. Okay, good. Because I'm thinking this is in the Middle Ages, so clearly it's not in America. And they only have a British actress. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> no, I don't think they ruined the movie that way. Okay, um, good. So... What I I just loved looking at it. And when they build up to that fight at the end, the movie begins with the fight beginning mm -hmm. and then it cuts away and tells the story. OK. Just by the end of it. And we were talking about it so much and we even talked about it the day afterward. You realize, damn, that's a fucking good movie. Mm -hmm. And and if you can say that and you're still talking about it and you're still thinking about it, that to me is the definition of something that is good. Okay. So the last duel starring Matt Damon, Jodie Comer, and Adam Driver, HBO Max, definitely worth a view if you have HBO Max. Just be prepared to spend two and a half hours watching it. And I even said this to Laura, too. I said, the way that they could have made this work is if it was its own miniseries. So they oh. took... So each episode was somebody's point of view. So a four or five episode little mini series on HBO Max or wherever mm. would have worked much better than a movie. Because if I had paid to see that in a movie theater, the first 40 minutes would have pissed me off. <laughs> but you're right. The marketing campaign, they didn't know what the fuck to do with this movie. It's yeah, not an it action was, movie. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it is not an... Oh, but there are four murder death kills in this movie that are epic. <laughs> Ooh, man, where I go, wow, that's an inventive way to kill somebody. Nice. Any, anyhow, but Damn. anyhow, The Last Duel, I, I think you should see it. On anyway, HBO Max. On HBO Max, if you've got cool. HBO Max. Okay. All right. So my last thing is a documentary, a docu-series. It's on Discovery+. Plus. Mm -hmm. It is called Children of the Cult. Oh. This talks to uh, it, it's adult kids. Like they were born into this cult, the Children of God cult. Mm -hmm. And they grew up with it before they could get out. And what happened while they were 
in this cult. Uh, David Berg, back in the 70s, the late 60s through the 70s, created this, this movement. He was a former Christian missionary pastor. And in 68, he was an evangelical preacher, and he had this following of these born-again hippies. And they all gathered in that this California coffee house. And then he managed to get them all to go out on the streets and try and get more followers and talk about love and how we God teaches us about love and loving each other. And <laughs> it became all about being love, love, love. And he would send letters to his followers talking about um, sharing your your spouses and it was became like a huge sex cult kind of a thing and he would send out pamphlets where the kids were taught about how to love people and how love is not a bad thing and they had this this thing this method that they would send girls to do the female members of the cult would do They called it, they actually called it flirty fishing, where the girl would go to dudes and teach teach him about God's love by having sex with them to get them to become converts to their weird ass cult. And they 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 had pamphlets all about how the women should do this. And holy fuck this is it's it is fucked up it is he's got a whole like one of his pamphlets or letters was like a guide to pedophilia oh my god and the as with most cults and the children of cults it is uh, pedophilia and child abuse and holy fuck for this love cult, they were really nasty people. Wow. And it, it just, it, honestly, it just gets worse. And this cult is kind of still going today. Um, David Berg has died, but the woman who was like his right-hand person, she is still kind of in charge of it. It was the Children of God, then it became the Family of Love, and then from 82 to 94, it was the Family. Mm-hmm. Or actually, 82 to 2003, um, he died in 94, but then it continued to be the Family with somebody else at the helm. And now it is called the Family International. Wow. And yes, when they were the Children of God, it became an international cult and it still kind of is an international cult and oh my god this is fucked up shit this is fucked up shit and what's interesting is um river phoenix's family they were former members of this cult were they really yes wow and one of the things that they would talk about to the kids after uh river phoenix Uh, died is see what happens when you leave the cult you get on drugs and you die just like river phoenix did really yes they would tell the kids you know don't go out 
leave leave our compound and go out into the world. No, it's this is terrible. It, it's a terrible place to go. Oh, wow. uh, apparently Rose McGowan was also born into this cult. And oh, they had man. they produced videos and shit to show the kids about the horrors of going out into the world into public and how all this temptation and stuff is there that's going to hurt you and oh, they would make oh it's just so disgusting and horrible of the things they did um blah, blah. i just and I where is uh, this again this is on discovery plus yeah so if you want to i don't know get a free week if they have something like that it's only three episodes blam 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 i watched it in one night wow how long is each episode there may be like an hour ish i'm gonna okay. say wow all right the children of the cult is what it's called it's on discovery plus wow well the last thing that i've got Mm -hmm. is one of the best things that I've seen all year. Ooh. The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Oh! So we had good luck with The Last Duel on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So she's like, well, let's go back to HBO Max and see what else they've got. And then, mm -hmm. you know, suggested stuff that was just added, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. And we hit play. I have got to tell you that it will be a crime and and I and I need everybody to listen to me for this. Gather gather closer to your phone, tablet, whatever you do to listen to this. If Jessica Chastain does not first of all get nominated for this and or eventually win an Oscar someday for her acting, it will be a crime. Mm -hmm. She loses herself in the role of Tammy Faye Baker. Wow. And it is it is an amazing, immersive performance. And it reminded me of Renee Zellweger and how good she did at Judy Garland. I still haven't watched that. I need to watch oh, that. Oh, Judy is so good. But anyway, so this movie, and Andrew Garfield plays Jim Baker. Okay. And I'll tell you what, to Andrew Garfield's credit, he actually got the facial expressions and the mouth movements of Jim Baker down so well that, you know, yes, he's this sniveling little man, but, and who I remembered completely from the 80s. I mean, there are so many things that you will see in this movie, especially if you grew up in that time period and followed that sort of, saga you will oh yeah i remember that uh he does an amazing job but this is jessica chastain's movie and it follows how they met hmm. and how they built up their network and how they built up their church and how he mismanaged money and tried to hide it but at the same time, gives such a such a kind eye to Tammy Faye Baker that she was caught up in it because she genuinely wanted to help people from the time that she was young. How she always was gravitated toward the church, and and just wanted to be in the life of Christ, and and just wanted to put out the good word. 
but Jim Baker was was you know tempted by all the money and the fame and all that other sort of stuff because he was charismatic on TV and all that. But wow, her performance is stellar. Absolutely stellar in this movie. And I I didn't even know this too because I was young at the time, but she advocated for LGBTQ people as well. I and did not know that. I did not know that either. And especially when you're talking about televangelism. Yeah. You know, which is generally conservative anyway. And and how she prayed for gay people and had gay people on their show and and it 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 really brings you closer to Tammy Faye Baker, who is no longer with us. She passed away in two thousand seven or two thousand eight or something like that. Okay. But wow. Wow. It is a stellar performance in a movie that will have you. So if you're really looking for something that's going to be an Oscar contender, the eyes of Tammy Faye now on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Yes. I totally forgot. But last weekend, I went mm. to the movies, like the movie theater to the movies. What? I know. What did what did you see? I saw that new Scream movie. How was the new Scream movie? It was okay. It was a Scream movie. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, it was all you would expect it to be. It was also outrageously predictable. Mm-hmm. Well, don't tell me anything because I, I, I do want to see it. I guessed who it was in like the opening. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, they bring back uh, uh, Courtney Cox, people. David Courtney Arquette. Cox. Yes, thank you. And uh, Nev Campbell. Uh, thank you. Yes, they bring those folks back. And I think they brought back at least one person from one of the other screams, but I don't know that I've seen any of the others other than the first one. Oh, really? So if you're like me, you've only seen the first one, seeing this one is fine. You don't need to see all of them to know at all what's going on. Because really, Ah, this points more at the first one okay, than any of the others. Um, Okay. It's just so many people being stupid, doing stupid shit that kind of bothered me. Well, that's a horror movie, though. Right, but... When it actually, when you boil it down, Scream isn't a horror movie. It's a whodunit movie. Yes. But very graphically showing you who might be doing it or who the who where you're trying to figure out who that is doing things. It is, but it's, it's a jump scare uh, mystery. But it's a, but it's also a parody of horror movies. That well, I'm just, yeah, yeah, but I'm just, uh, some, my, my friend told me that her husband doesn't like horror movies, but mm-hmm. he liked Freddy Krueger and, and Nightmare on Elm Street. That's like the only horror franchise he likes. And when I, I started thinking about it, I'm like, but this isn't like horror, like scary horror. Cause I wasn't scared. It was just that jump scare. Like, Oh, that guy's behind you. Kind of a thing. It wasn't like, that's a creepy mm. fucker kind of a 
supernatural scary thing mm. yeah it's 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 just a slasher movie okay so would you tell people to pay to see it or wait for it to show up on oh HBO wait Max for it to something? show up on somewhere don't right. don't this does not need to be seen in a theater on a big screen you really don't need to okay I do have interest in seeing it. I never saw Scream 4, and I've seen Scream 3 only once. Mm-hmm. I've seen Scream, the original Scream, more than once, and Scream 2 I've seen a few times. And then I saw Scream 3, and then I was like, all right, Scream 4. So, yeah, I'll give this one a shot. Yeah. I mean, for the big screen, if you really want to see how aged Courtney Cox, Nev Campbell, and David <laughs> Arquette are, by all means, go see it on the big screen. I mean, you could see how Courtney Cox's hands look old. Do they really? Yeah. My friend is like, damn, her hands are old. And she kind of <laughs> whispered it more to herself. She wasn't like telling me that. And I was like, Wow, that's the detail you get on well, the big screen. Well, but that's the detail you get in four fucking K. I'll tell you that <laughs> yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. If you got a big you know, enough I'm, TV, <laughs> I look at my hands, and I and I said this to Laura the other day. I said, "Shit, my hands look wrinkled as fuck." You know, just sometimes, <laughs> and you you make a fist just to even out stuff. <laughs> Like, yeah, now my hand looks like it's 20. Yeah. And then when you relax and go, oh, my God, I look like an elephant. Yeah. Well, well, and Courtney Cox, like around the mouth. I, I don't know. Just something. About well, she had. Mouth. Well, she had work done. Yeah. Yeah. Just seeing that on the big screen in front of my face. So, yeah. But there are a lot of trailers for really damn good things coming up that I don't remember the name of any of them. But I know I was like, that looks really fucking good. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> You know, I uh, this Omicron thing oh. has has really got me bummed out because there's a lot of good shit coming out soon. Yeah, yeah. And and we actually have concert tickets coming up in February. Mm. We're gonna go see Billy Idol and Jer- and and Journey, Ooh. which should be a, which should be a really good retro show. Yeah. And I keep watching now to see if it's going to be delayed or canceled because they they delayed Adele's residency in las vegas oh so the day before she was actually supposed to premiere her residency she got on instagram and was crying and said i'm sorry we can't do this so many of my crew have have covid i can't put on the show that i want to put on for you guys so we're going to postpone this and i tried to get tickets for that show too but because it was that was crazy but I'm waiting for the word like, yeah, we're not going to hold this, but we'll see. Hmm. Um, well, I'm looking forward to, but I'm looking forward to a lot of stuff though. And trying to do stuff as I think we all are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like finally top Gun's going to come out later this year. And there are other Marvel movies that are going to come out this year. And there's this movie, Moonfall that's going to come out that I can't yes. wait to fucking that's see. That's the one that I saw the trailer for. I was like, oh, I need to see that. Yeah, I can't wait. And that's going to drop in like another two weeks or so. Oh, oh, that's coming up then. Oh, yeah. Well, that kind of movie always drops in February or March or some shit like that. But yeah. it, I do want to see it. Have you seen any movies at a theater that have the D box seats? A D-box? Have you What's heard that? of D-box seats? No. What is a D-box These box are seat? seats 
that they like kind of vibrate or like I felt like it kind of moved side to side a little bit too with what's going on on the screen. Oh, that's how I saw Scream. It didn't need the D box. Let me just put that out there because it was kind of funny. Like you're driving in the car and the seat kind of shakes a little like you're in a car. It's supposed to simulate stuff. And I was, as we were seeing the trailer for Moonfall, I was like, now that one, this rumble seat would be a lot of fun. Otherwise, it was just like, I'm getting a nice massage on my back. Can you do that a little bit more? I have never. uh, I had never heard of this either until I was at the theater at Scream just last week. All right. Remember when IMAX movies used to try to do the fourth dimension thing and spray water on you and do all of that? You don't remember that? No, but there was a thing at Disney World. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I am thinking of Disney. Yeah. The stitch breaks free or whatever experience. I I don't remember what it was, but they sprayed water on you. You moved. Yeah, uh, the seat had like little things where it kind of did spray a little mist and something like kind of poofed at you. And then like, things to make it like the monsters. Yeah, yeah. The, the monsters hiding behind you. Yep. And for some reason, I purposely chose the row by the wall. <laughs> so when it poofed <laughs> on my neck, I didn't freak out as much as if I was closer to no. the front. I'm like, there's a wall. Nobody's back there, man. <laughs> I guess I, I guess my whole point in that is that I don't need that. Yeah, I don't need that I don't know kitchen. If, if a movie bullshit. is if a movie is good enough, I'm in the movie. Right. You know, I, I give myself over to it. Now, if I'm not in the movie, it's because of one of two things. It's so bad I'm actually enjoying it because it's horrible. Mm-hmm. Or it's so bad and I can't wait to get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. But I don't need a rumble seat or a yeah. douchebag or a D box or whatever <laughs> it is to to say to say to me, oh, you should feel rumbly right about now. <laughs> and God help I, me if I need to pee during that time. Like, oh, why are you shaking my bladder? Oh, anyway. uh, well, yeah. Well, get you get that. Add that to the fact that the it's a recliner thing, but the reclining bit is so flipping slow. Um, at, at our advanced age, we'd probably end up wetting our pants before we could even get to the point where we could stand up from that recliner chair. Oh, man. Oh. And I and I love the recliner chair, but but then my joints get all used to being reclined and then getting up sucks. Anyway. Well, any chair getting up sucks these days, but yeah. No. Well, anyway. so, so Scream, yeah. wait for it on. Yeah, wait for it to service. come to your TV. You don't all need right. to. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I've got some news. News. And thanks as always to David. Shout out to David. What's up, David? All right. So did you hear about the guy who was in Moon Knight who died skiing? No. Gaspard Ulier. He's 37 years old. He was in uh the the upcoming moon knight series died after a ski accident he was riding along in the alps and he suffered an accident on the slopes poor guy yeah uh so anyway so that's gonna cast a pall over moon knight i haven't heard of moon knight moon knight's the the thing that they just showed the trailer for on monday night football 
It's I the new Marvel series. The sports thing. Oh. It's a new Marvel series? It, it's what, a new it Marvel series. On Disney Plus? On Disney Plus. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's going to be a bummer. Yeah. Oh, All right. Okay. Well, let me try to bring things up a little bit now. Okay. Okay. They dropped they dropped a teaser for the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power series. Ah. And it's one of those trailers that you could tell is a computer generated trailer. Mm. And and at the very beginning of the first Lord of the Rings movie, The Fellowship, they talk about the rings and how different rings were forged for men, the elves, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Well, this one shows them casting a ring, but it's all computer generated and it and it they would have it would have been served better if they had had Kate Blanchett's original dialogue from the first movie and maybe some visuals from that. Hmm. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it because I am a huge fan of the original movies. I am not a fan of the Hobbit movies because they take a book this dinky and stretch it out to three oh, fucking Oh my God, right? Um, But I think it borders dangerously on going back to the well once too often. Hmm. So we will see. It's an interesting story to tell about how all those rings and Sauron and all that, but uh, I'm being cautiously optimistic. Okay. The new Batman movie starring, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Team Edward. T- yeah, Team <laughs> has a runtime of two hours and forty seven minutes. Fuck no. I yeah, it hits theaters March the fourth, and it is nearly three hours long. It's a hundred and sixty seven minutes without credits. Do they even put like an intermission in there for people? Nope. Because <laughs> nope. Shit. You better pee before you go in there. Don't drink a whole lot. And when you think about it, if that movie is two hours and 47 minutes without credits, it's going to be three hours with credits because you have all the, the names and all that stuff afterward. And then you tack on another half an hour of trailers on top of that. Oh, dear God. You're going to have a three and a half hour to three hour and 40 minute experience in the movie theater. If you so, sit through all the credits. If you sit through all the credits, which I do, which we've been trained to do with, with, you know, superhero movies and all that other sort of stuff. Yeah. Wait, wait for your end credits thing and just watch it on YouTube. Jeez. Yeah. And then the last thing I got is just other sad news. I mean, just oh. how many people have passed away in the last oh, couple Jesus, of weeks. Right. And I just got this note today. We're recording this on Saturday morning that Regina King's son died. Oh, man. And that was a young dude. I mean, and Regina King is young, too. Regina King's son, Ian Alexander Jr., he he died by suicide at the age of 26. That's sad. Louis Anderson passed away. Meatloaf passed away. Mm Mm-hmm. And we had seen Meatloaf in concert a few years ago oh, in Atlantic nice. City. 
and it was one of the cheesiest concerts we have ever <laughs> gone to, and we laughed all the way through it. Mm. And now, in retrospect, we kind of understand a little bit why he was acting the way that he was, but at the time, it was just hilarious. But I'm glad we saw him. Yeah. yeah. You know, just to have that concert experience, so... Whether you're a fan or not of of the people who have passed away recently, enjoy. I'm glad that we have film and TV and movies and music and all that to remember these people by. Yeah. So that's cool. So rest in peace, everybody, and be prepared to sit on your ass for three and a half hours in Batman. Yeah. No. <laughs> that makes me just want to wait for it to come home. And 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 just be able to pause it. Yeah, really, because I'm, you know, we've all really been conditioned by binge watching things to sit on our ass for three hours, but we can pause it and walk away. At a movie theater, I can't pause it and say, hold on, everybody, I got to go pee real quick. And then, well, and if everybody yeah. could do that, they'd be pausing every two seconds because one person's got to pee and then the next person's going to go pee. Exactly. And then, oh, oh wait, I need to get my snacks. So while you're going, uh, I'll go. Yeah. It, you know, that part sucks. But mm -hmm. but any hoozy. That's actually a good question. So log on to the watchlistpod.com. Click on that contact us button or go to social media at symbol pirate Alice at symbol Bill Lar Bill Ivory Larson at symbol the watchlist pod. If a movie is over blank amount of time, I'm going to wait for it to come home so I can pause it. Is your time limit two hours? Is it two and a half hours? What are you willing to sit through straight through? Because the Batman, I mean, yes, I would want to see it on a big screen. But sometimes, you know, you drink a whole lot during the day. And then you go right. I always go right before the movie starts. But sometimes during that long movie, my bladder starts to feel like my bladder at about an hour and 45 minutes. And I'm like begging myself to get through it. Yeah, especially with the gallon cup they give you for oh. soda at the theater. Ah, uh, but anyway, let us know what's your limit before you you say fuck it. I'm just going to wait for it to come home so I can pause it. And that's our show. Cool. Yeah, we saw a lot yeah. this week. We did. Ah, oh, it's going to be hard to top the eyes of Tammy Faye this week, though. Mm. That was really good. Okay. That was really good. All right. Well, anyway, I hope everybody is safe out there and and taking good care and staying warm because it's cold as fuck right now. Oh, my God. I'm freezing right now in my house. Yeah. Damn it. Turn up some heat. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And then you get charged an arm and a leg for oh it, too. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> right now, I will pay more for it because I am so cold. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, you guys take care. Let us know what you're watching, what we should watch, and we will catch you next time. Okay, okay bye. bye.